But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. We took some time off for the holidays, but we are now back, and uh, while we're restocking the shelves with power converters, let's talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Porg. <laughs> and we got stuff and things going on, but first off, uh, how was everybody's holidays? Everybody uh, get to travel, do anything fun with the family? Yeah, I saw the fam. I yeah, had to see the fam. Almost a weekend. Almost a full weekend. Days, yeah. Would have been seven, but the ice storm, the great ice storm, kept us in Kansas City an extra day. Indeed. Yeah, we got a bit of uh, Arctic weather blowing through here. How was it out on the plains, uh, Greg? <laughs> out on the plains. <laughs> you know, an it's, hour west of us. <laughs> it's, like, it's like nobody that knows uh, what Kansas looks like, you know, all that. And then they just think I live. In nothingness. There's we no will trees. house on the prairie. Like I've, <laughs> I've never seen trees. I go to theaters and watch videos of trees. Um, when I live in Missouri, I assume literally everything over the border is just grassland. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the closer you get to I know where the six years you lived in Kansas. <laughs> no, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm a Missouri man. No, it's all grassland. Missouri. Yeah. No, it wasn't too bad here. I think it was worse down in like Wichita area. We it wasn't too bad for us. Yeah. But, yeah, folks got to travel, folks got to see the family, uh, had a couple birthdays uh, for half of our team here. You know. Three birthdays? Well, I guess Archer doesn't really count as part of the team. Archer yeah, counts. Ar- Archer counts. He's Archer's part of the team. He's the boy. The boy. <laughs> boy. So, yeah, we have three birthdays since the last episode. What's he, four now? Four. Yeah. Oh, God. Because I just remember that he is X-Wing 2.0 years old. So <laughs> he's exact, almost like, yeah, yeah, because he was born right as uh, X Wing, you know, was coming out, and because you came home from uh, deployment for it, yeah, not for, for the, the birth of your son, not for X Wing, yeah, I was like, not for the release, <laughs> for the release of, of second edition, they were like the release of Archer, no, no, well, you know, Archer's the first edition kid, Lily's the second edition, <laughs> true. But yeah, it was a good time for the holidays. We had a local tournament as well uh, last Friday, uh, the 30th, as we're doing this. A big one, too. 16 players came out. I think since we've started recording, other than maybe one online tournament, this is the first time we've all been at the tournament playing. A couple of Manhattans right before COVID. Yeah, and we've had had one that we were all back together for, because we posted a picture of that. But uh, oh, that was very early, yeah, yeah, that was, that like, was early on. It's but been very few that indeed, uh, good to see everybody. We all uh had fun there. Gosh, like I said, 16 people getting out these days for a tournament for us locally is huge, yeah, so yeah, a great sign. It uh, was wild, it felt like the before times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, had folks coming out. Uh, Greg and Tyler coming out from Topeka, had a couple folks from uh, Manhattan, Kansas yeah. coming out. Uh, in uh, two of the folks from Manhattan took home the uh, tie for first place. Uh, uh, just Jason is Jason is from Wichita. Oh, he's from Wichita. He plays in Manhattan, so they're all from Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, great time. Uh, Matt's geographical uh, just lumping in again. He's terrible. He doesn't bother to learn well, specifics. It's, it's, it's really so good. hard 
it's really hard to draw boundaries in the grasslands. So, <laughs> God, I turned 32 and turned into Newt. Excuse me, I turned 29 for the third time. Then, Doug, what did you bring? <laughs> uh, oh, you picked me first. What did I play? Ah, uh, yeah, oh, got Vader and two defenders. It was wholesome, and everybody loved it. Not uh, wholesome. It's Boy Vader, and then oh, Gold Scarret, and Rex of Bright Wrath. 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 HLC Duke, and then Rexler had fire control and full head crack shot. Um, it was dumb. I don't think it's very good. It doesn't do very much damage, but it's also very frustrating to play against because it doesn't take damage. Um, yeah, I went two and one. I uh, I lost to Blake, who came out for the first time in like I want to say oh it's the God. first time he touched a ship in like six months. Oh, maybe more. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've. Seen around here, we saw people coming out of the woodwork for this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so he had a he went two and one. He had a really good time. I uh, we were having a really back and forth game, and then I rocked Vader, and he one rounded him. So that was unfortunate. Uh, but then the two defenders ride their damnedest to win anyway, and it it was a twenty to nineteen loss. Yeah, a lot of close games. A lot of close games there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of getting back on the table, Alex, you're kind of getting back into the swing of things. What did you bring? I brought old Terok. Q9, Zero, uh, Dirge, and Kanan. Um, Tarok had Fearless Enduring Shield Upgrade. Q9 had the classic IGD Lando, um, Contraband slash Overtune slash Title, and then Dengar Gunner. And then Dirge had Proton Cannons, Fearless, and also Contraband. And Kanan had the Mall card. Um, yeah, so I went two and one. I played Greg in the second round. That was fun. All three of my games were decided yeah. by four points or less. Yeah. Um, it was very fun, very fun tournament. Um, I lost to Justin in round three, who did go three and zero. Yeah, oh, it's a good time. Indeed. Uh, well, you played against Greg. Greg, what did you bring? You actually brought something uh, new and inventive that I really, you know, was interested to see. I brought uh, Count Dooku and the Infiltrator. Uh, the uh, Siege of Coruscant version, so mm-hmm. Malice Scimitar roiling anger. Yeah. And then Maul in the Infiltrator uh, with Malice Hate, uh, General Greaves, and then Freelance Slicer, which I'm not going to do that again. And then Kalani, which Kalani was huge, like the whole game. Uh, and then I had three Vultures, the AI holdouts. Yeah, the Kel- Kel- those are the, uh, the organic ones, right? Yeah, the yeah, so they're modified for organic, so that means that they have better bank maneuvers and they can link into a focus, not a calculate. And it's actually kind of interesting because they're um they're so different than droids, like from actual vultures, that sometimes when I'm was flying them, I was like, Man, I kinda wish they're like vultures now. And then when I could actually do their thing, I was like, Ooh, that's really cool. And so they're they're really weird, but they're super fun. And uh, they have treacherous munitions, failsafe, and energy shell charges on each one of them. Not too bad. And for two points, that's a heck of a loadout. Oh, yeah. For two points, they're awesome. How'd it feel to fly? It felt great. It, super nostalgic for me. Uh, um, double double infiltrators on the uh, table again. Yeah, that had to be a good one for well, you. Well, that was huge. And when I was flying Maul plus four, uh, which this is way better than that. <laughs> no, it's still Maul plus four. Type it is Maul plus four, but you get a whole ass infiltrator. <laughs> a whole ass infiltrator. Uh, and so uh, it felt really good to fly Maul behind a bunch of vultures because people 
you know, would be like, well, I guess I'll shoot at this vulture. And Maul's just back there not taking anything. And then when it is time, then he kind of does this, like, punch-out thing. And then he'll flip around. Like, he's just fun. I will tell you, flying front front arc, large base ships, after not playing very much, uh, it is rough. And that's why Maul is about to get... What's that one that you can, like, take your own damage to... Oh yeah, electronic baffle. So you can get out of silly situations where you're stressed and you can't do anything. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing in our game for sure. Mm-hmm. Mal got stressed. Yeah, it was like time. there were so many times where it was like, well, I have to turn around or I'm gonna die, so I'm gonna just make this maneuver by this rock or like some crazy stuff. So God. also we had my Q9 who had two loose stabilizers and one health. Oh my <laughs> god, and he kept living. He lived living. to clear both loose stabilizers and then died. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun one. And it was that like was neck fun. and neck the whole time. It was, it it was literally till the last round, it was neck yep. and neck. And so that was super fun. I went two and one on the day, which was uh very surprising. Oh, the cool um, kids went two and one. I don't know which did you go two and one, Matt? I did as well, yes. Okay. So hey. all the two. <laughs> and, um, yeah, all the cool kids went to So it was fun. Uh, yeah, I have a blast. I love seeing everybody. I was so super happy. I'm still just like happy thinking about it. Like it was just, it was great. It was amazing seeing people. All right. Yeah. Uh, I went with the Rebels as I tend to do. I've been flying a 4U wing list uh, with Benthic, Magva, Cassian, and Saw. Uh, Benthic carrying the perceptive co-pilot, uh, Magva carrying the child and Jin Urso, Cassian carrying Leia, and Saw carrying Kanan, and they've all got selfless. So I started out with this as kind of a, well, I have no idea what the meta is going to be like. I guess I'll just try a jousting list that uses ships that'll be tanky and hard to kill. Give me more time to think about things. But the more I played it, the more I realized this is a fun it's fun. And then Doug came up with the idea of putting selfless on them all and just making it that much harder for the opponent to decide what they're going to kill. Uh, I've been, by the way, general note for rebel players, put selfless yeah, on spring. stuff. Yeah. Selfless is so good. good card. Like it has not stopped being good. One thing everybody learns pretty early on in X-Wing, it's that focus fire is what you need to win games. Like, splitting your damage across every ship is useless. You have to kill stuff, you remove it from the board, or it keeps functioning 100%. And yeah. Selfless essentially says, what if I took the worst single damage my ship could take and gave it to a shield on somebody else? Like, yeah. it's, it's such a good card, and, and Rebel players just refuse to run it, and it makes no sense. See, I don't get that. Like, it's two points, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, you, yeah. Yeah, when you've got ships that have eight health and they can do things, especially in salvage mission. Well, but even like oh X wings, even yeah. A wings with their shields still up. Like if if they're focusing on wedge, and I have like Tycho sitting nearby, and Tycho's not going to be focus fired because he's not fire A wing, just zip around. Just let him take a free shield, like so mm-hmm. that wedge stays alive longer. It, it's it's such like a isn't run. isn't hopeful two points hopeful one one point oh. Selfless is still probably better. Yeah, oh, yeah. so I, I do believe better. selfless is better, yeah. Why do uh, things when stuff dies when you can prevent stuff from dying instead? Right. And especially and Tyler said, Matt, that that, that list was super nasty. It it does feel so uh I got uh to play against our friend Tyler, who uh that was a uh a slugfest that didn't feel like one, but the points got a lot closer than they should have been, it felt like. Uh 
I thought I was going to absolutely get wrecked, and it went back and forth. And then the second round, it was chance engagement, and I was playing against Jason Griffith, who went 3-0. and And chance is definitely this list's worst matchup. Uh, because, let's be frank, they are medium-based single arcs that don't have easy turnarounds. Uh, I was joking that they have a sloop, it just takes them two turns to do. So, uh, mm-hmm. But that means three out of four games they're pretty strong at. And uh, I've been having fun refining the list and uh, look forward to flying it uh, in the future. So we all went two and one. That was pretty cool. Normally, uh, and we only had to cannibalize each other once. Greg and I were hoping to play each other. We were talking about it around. Yeah, we were talking about oh, it. We actually right got really happy. Right. We, got, then, we got paired. And then I heard you yell, and I was like, what? No way. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we just had a fun, fun little game. Yeah, we always hey, do. You couldn't tell by the very disorganized side of the table as Alex. He looked like he was stressed out. <laughs> always, always do, though. <laughs> your TI know, but your tokens are all over the place. And it was like making me look organized. I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I got to remember how to play before I can think about organizing my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird getting back on the table on a regular basis and having to remember things like, oh, yeah, I have to physically flip over, you know, charges and remember to do things like that. Like, uh, I got so annoyed with coordination is so much worse for oh, God. so much shit. Just constantly get bumped and knocked. Like, and yeah, that, that of course, is the one on-table drawback to the four U-wing list, is you've got those big old wings just sticking out everywhere. Oh, yeah. You need and, to get some... Uh, 2.0 epic ships that you can use epic pegs for them. I think I've got like four epic pegs sitting around. That might not be a bad idea. Well, no, you have so the, the 2.0 ones. The 2.0 ones fit on medium and large base ships. Ah, okay. Uh, the 1.0 ones only fit on epics one point. Epic ah, large base. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, yeah. Which don't they look identical other than there's like a slight difference in how it looks where you actually place the peg in the base. Oh, okay. So it's tell but um, and meetings are meeting based so it's not helpful but that's true uh, i wonder if i could print one that let me look it up yeah we'll see what we can do for that uh but yeah so that tournament went well also Uh, real quick before since this is close to our time in village geek in manhattan on the 15th of january there's a tournament as well yeah village Um, geek manhattan kansas uh on a sunday yes yeah, oh, but it's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. So. Oh, so we've yeah. got a three-day weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Doug will be in St. Louis, I believe. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll be gone. Oh, but, awesome. yeah, the rest of us can uh, enjoy ourselves while Doug's off doing Doug things. Just Doug things. Yeah, just, just Doug things. Hashtag just Doug things. Yeah. But also coming up, the uh, Cherokee Open 2023, February 25th to the 27th in Cherokee, North Carolina. Uh, sponsored by Dials and Dice and uh, Frontline Gaming. If you're thinking about attending, you can look it up on Facebook. Uh, we'll put the link in our show notes as well. Or uh, give the TO Stephen Parker a uh, an email at dialsanddice at gmail.com. Uh, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's run by, I don't think it has a world's invite attached to it, but it's got some great prize support. Uh, follow uh-huh. Last world's invite I know of is LVO, which is at the end of January. Right. And if you're going to LVO, good luck. It's uh, going to be a murderer's row from what I've seen. So one nice thing is they keep opening up tip- tickets. So it went from 32 players a day to now I think they're up to almost 64 players mm-hmm. a day. Yeah, it's going to be about as big as it was in 2020, I think. Uh, other tournament going on, the Kyber Cup. 
begins this month. Uh, they've been running this. This is what the seventh or eighth that they've run. Uh, well, this is the. This is, I think this is their first team championship. First team one, yeah. It's going to be a a, a team uh, tournament, three person team where. Uh, of their of just his Kyber Cup series. Yeah, uh, but it's going to have some interesting rules. Uh, Doug, how's it going to run? Uh, so it's teams of three. Um, you can't run same faction, and in fact, there's an additional restriction, which is um, each list has to be from a different era. Uh, scum can be included in any era, but you can only bring one scum list. Um, but so, like, you can only run one rebel or empire. You can only run one First Order or Resistance, only one CIS or Republic. Um, so it uh, it uh, that's just kind of a fun list limitation to prevent it from being like, well, let's say that like CIS and Republic were just a hair above, like clearly above everybody else. It would force you to make a choice between those two factions rather than running both of those factions and then you know something else. Yeah, it's gonna uh, incentivize more varied lists on the mm-hmm. tables. And last I checked, there were something like sixty-four teams. I, yeah, not all of the teams are full. Last I looked, it's been a while since I looked, but um, you can make a team without it being having all three people yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many of those will actually be. Um, that's English. How many of those will actually be? Uh, how you many don't want to end the preposition, will... man. Yeah. Preposition, I say. <laughs> also speaking um, English. <laughs> there are 74 teams currently, but 207 players, which does not add up, I don't think. Uh, well, that's 69 yeah. full teams. Mm-hmm. Nice. If, oh, yeah, nice. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking at, I mean, it's over a 200-player <laughs> uh, um, yeah, event, which by itself is really cool. Um, and then I think everybody... Once you've played competitive for a while, likes the idea of team formats. Yeah, um, for sure. They're just fun. Uh, this one's pairing process is pretty pretty simple but elegant in in my mind. Uh, it's um, each team. Uh, so you'll have faction cards for like representing your list, and so each team will will place out one faction card uh, representing their first list uh, blindly, and then you reveal them. And then, uh, so let's say we put out Smittle's list first, and they put out a Republic list. Uh, so then. The team captain's job is to pick which, between Newt and I, which one of us wants to play against their Republic list, and they will pick who wants to play against Smittle's list, and then the remaining lists play each other. Um, okay, so, so it's, it's just, you're, you're just saying, I'm putting out a Rebel list, what do you want to fly against Rebels type yeah. thing? Yeah, so it's, oh. it's, each team has to put out a blind list, uh, which just it's has no choice. List, like... Yeah, it is a specific, yeah, it, it's, you, you pick your lists ahead of time within the faction. Oh, okay, so we know um, that, like, But no, yeah, so you put okay. list A, B, yeah, C, yeah. you put list A forward, they put list B forward. Okay, you so it's not, C it's, not, it's not like, we know it's an Empire list, but we don't know what's in the Empire list. Correct. No, no, no. Okay, no, we know well, exactly. I'm not, okay. I'm not well, sure, they, they might keep lists hidden, I don't know. I hate um, that. I got yeah. a specific list about not saying sixes. Yeah, uh, I don't think they will, though. I think they'll reveal lists after everything's finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but either way, yeah. Like, so that's the idea: is you, you, you each place a list blindly, which has no agency in what it's playing against. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then each team captain. I mean, there's kind of the the gamble between, you know, which list are they going to pair into the known one, and which one are they going to leave up to the this is the remaining list left. Um, so there's a little bit of of strategy in. So it's kind of a shorter version of how they did the uh, XTC. Yeah, a much shorter version, uh, but yes. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, uh, Doug and Alex and I will be representing Team Tashi Station uh, with Greg, Greg as our alternate. Uh, 
So I would like to advocate for next year, maybe a four-man team. <laughs> they did. I did look at the rules again. It, there is a specific rule of if somebody can't play at their designated time and nobody on your team can play, you can, at the TO's discretion, let a substitute play one game. Mm-hmm. So just one yeah. of us be completely unschedulable, and then Greg gets to play one game. <laughs> All right. Go. I can do that. Yeah. You I fool. <laughs> you have to play my list. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I believe the final signups are uh, this weekend, the 8th, and the uh, yeah, lists are due then as well. So we will be looking forward to that. Uh, I know that, Alex, you have volunteered to be our scum player for this. So getting to kind of be the wild card. Well, oh, you mean timeline-wise? Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, gonna, you know, flying scum, so that that gives us a bit of uh, more leeway, and that kind of also because us... I play one faction, right? But that brings <laughs> us into uh, an interesting topic that we're gonna kind of go over uh, over the next couple weeks. The where the factions all kind of stand right now, and that's a good lead-in because a lot of people are saying that scum is as a faction getting the short stick on things right now. So let's dive into that a little. Uh, Alex, like you said, you are pretty much, not exclusively, but primarily a scum player. And having been out for a while and coming back in, how does the faction feel right now, just to you, uh, in general? I mean, it feels fine. Like, the list I flew on Friday feels... I came back with having no reps at all, and went two and one in very close games with having no reps. So I think, the, the at least the list I flew is fine. I think... Like obviously, Kanan Jarrus, he may rise to the top, so to speak, um, because he's clearly, clearly too good. Right. But, At four uh, points, is he a must-include in scum list? I don't know if I've seen any uh, big scum list without Kanan in him. Yeah, I mean, it's literally about as auto-include as it gets, I think. Um, it's, yeah, Kanan yeah. is the reason to play scum, it, competitively, I think. I think in... I mean, this is the way too early to say because there's it's still so new to the meta and there's been no tournament data really. But it feels like Boba and Kanan are the only like S tier ships that's gone. Um, and but Boba's a nine point ship, so like sometimes right, he, he, he better be. <laughs> yeah, um, but see, I, I think Kanan is is I I would be surprised to see a scumless that doesn't include Kanan that is competitive. Agreed. Well. There's, you know, one of the interesting things is we have no standardized loadout. There's no scum for the Battle Yavin or things like that. So it hasn't seen a lot of change up recently. It got the uh, the Rogue and it got the cards that came out in Hot Shots and Aces 2. Uh, so you've been flying uh, Dirge, Alex. Uh, the Rogue seems like it's got a lot of... Uh, Potential to it. I've seen all of the named uh, scum rogue pilots on the table. I, so I think Dirge is by far the best, and that reason is he is a four cost. Yeah, he's cheaper. And I don't think the I don't think the rogue is very good at five points, but I think the rogue is very good at four points. Yeah, like I think Cad is carried okay. into the playable but barely category purely from his ability. Um, and this is speaking just from a competitive standpoint. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I think people the, have been enjoying. Uh, what's his face? Namlum, because he's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not about to call Namlum good, but he's fun. <laughs> to clarify, when Doug and I speak, we were always speaking competitively. 
uh, when we talk about the value of stuff. Like mm-hmm. we're we're not talking about fun. So yeah. <laughs> well, we don't talk about fun here. Not, like, fun. I'm not saying hey, don't play get it that fun if you here. enjoy it, but we're saying from a purely objective competitive standpoint, in our opinion. Yeah. I mean that is true. Me and Matt have fun, fun, go live in the grassland wilderness of Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> we Hold on, there's a bear in my kitchen. The plains of Kansas. <laughs> the plains. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, he, I would know. agree that like Dirge is good because he's got a four on his point and, cost and, a, and five or a five or five on his initiative. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, those are the two best. Like both of those are the best that the rogue can do. Biggest orange and lowest. I don't know what color squad value is. Yellow. The point is no one cares. It's yeah. squad value. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think it has a color. It's black on the PDF. Right. Well, one of the other things about Scum is that you mentioned the the value for cost is that a lot of their ships in 2.5 are really hard to cost effectively, I think. Because uh, when the 2.5 first came out, all of the six were four points, and that was absolutely unplayable there. And now they've dropped almost all of them to three, and we're still not seeing a lot of them out there. Uh is there a way to really fix that with the lack of granularity now in the okay. game? I'm dead. I hate when people say that. There is more granularity in 2.5 than there has ever been in X-Wing. Hey, I'm they just dumb. have What's not experimented mean? much with it. So granularity, basically, how many how many points can you fit that way? You know, it used to be that ships were between oh, uh, 20 and 60-whatever points uh, of 200, and now they're between 2 and 9 and infinite days. number of loadout. Right, loadout's there, but actually getting the ship into your list is... Right, okay, but Matt, Matt, if they want to make 6 playable, they can make shield upgrades non-unique and print 24 loadout on every 6 and go and 3 mod slots and go right, and get the... three, 3... Like, there is granularity. They just haven't mm-hmm. experimented much with it. Right, well, we've seen them experiment with it in, for example, with the Resistance Y-Wings, how they've ch- altered those more than any ship uh, so sure. far. So... Looking at the the ships that are available in the Scum faction that we're not seeing as much of, uh, I know like because of the fact that the faction is locked behind the you must include Kanan to have a competitive list. Uh, does that? I mean, you would include Kanan even if he didn't have to. Like he's four points. He's the best use of four yeah. points and potentially all of X Wing. I like... think you're looking at this from the wrong direction. Yeah, like the the reason. <laughs> so th- there are two possible explanations. It's that scum ships are bad because they recognize how good Kanan is, so they're all a little overcosted to compensate. But I think realistically, it's just uh, they there has objectively not been very much data since the start of two point five. Yeah, there's it just takes time for them to dial in the bounce. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Scum is getting the short straw at the moment. I, I think that's all it is. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't balance it or that they won't. They just haven't had the opportunity to. And I think they are purposely being cautious on overbuffing stuff. They almost exclusively just nerfed in the last points change. And unfortunately, when you have a faction that was bad in the previous points change and then nothing gets buffed, it's going to stay pretty bad. I think that's okay. literally the only explanation for why Scum is, is suffering. And really, I think suffering—the suffering is over, overblown a little bit. Yeah, I, like mm-hmm. one, like they're suffering from um, variability in lists, like yeah. uh, lack of Cam lack Mur- of options, but there are still good options. Yeah, like Cam Murray proved that 
Kanan, Boba, plus third ship, usually Koshka or Rook, is a good list. Mm-hmm. Like he he won multiple galaxies with it. He cut and went deep in multiple others. Like he he's shown that it's strong. Um, and I think that there are plenty of other options with Kanan that could do that. But really, Scum just doesn't seem very popular right now, particularly among the like highly competitive group of people. Um, so I just and think it has. There's menace have always been affected by that kind of quote unquote echo chamber, mm-hmm. where when people don't find something that stands out right away, people give up on trying to innovate. Well, I agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up there, cut you off there, Doug. No, I completely Or agree. cut you yeah, up. We're either. definitely not in echo chamber off of each other. We're yeah, pretty, no. Um, I disagree <laughs> with what you say, so it's totally different than an echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than Kanan, uh, what are some other fun little tricks the scum factions got that... Uh, can Boba. help carry them. Boba Fett? Okay. Where? Uh, yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because knowing that you dislike flying fire sprays. That's uh, a me thing. I acknowledge that they're yeah, probably yeah. the cream of the crop. I'm just bad at them and don't want to learn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't particularly, funny. I just don't particularly enjoy flying fire sprays. So I acknowledge that. But they gave uh, you yeah, Hondo. Is, yeah, and Hondo is cool. Fun. But Hondo plus Fenway leaves six more points. And that's not Kanan because there's no two pointers. So, yeah, there and is. If I'm that. bringing Hondo, it's because it's supporting Finn. <laughs> but, yeah, um, like... oh, sorry. Oh, I say Boba Fett. I was going to move on to a different trip. So, yeah, you so have more. I, I would, in the, I'm assuming, post worlds uh, points update, where I hope that they are a little more aggressive in changing up stuff. Uh, I hope that they make Kanan at least five, and or just like maybe drop him to zero loadout and be like, you can take Kanan, but he only gets one force. Or five loadout, uh, so you can't bring any yeah. of the good crew. Like, because five would lower him from bringing Gleb as well, which is yeah. what I would bring if he could bring something, right? But not force. Yeah. But yeah, so assuming that they bring Kanan in line, although I'm fine if he's just unplayable, honestly, he's not fun to play against. Side different. <laughs> Different tangent. Um, <laughs> in a not, world where let's he's not be hasty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love to see options where you can bring something like Hondo Fen and like maybe two three pointers that feel worth their their value. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like a fun list because like but, Fen Kane and Boba that that's ninety right or not ninety uh, that's twenty points. 20. Yes, yeah. 20, yeah. But you're splitting Boba into Dirge and what was your? Right. So I'm, that brings that segues to my next point. Q9 I think is underrated as hell. Okay. In Scum, um, having played him, and even before having played him, um, he so his ability lets you take a calculated barrel action after doing an advanced maneuver. Um, you bring IGD, so every time you calculate action, even while stressed, you can take a set. You take a set calculate. So he's got double calculate and Lando for everything. Um, so he's impossible to kill, and he throws mostly pseudo fully modified dice. Really, really reliably. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. So, oh, I was just interrupting you. <laughs> Tell yeah, everybody just, that it was annoyingly unkillable. Yeah, like, Greg took so many shots at my poor Q9. It, Greg is the only it, person who tried to kill Q9. It, it turns out if you have five calculates, um, <laughs> and you can rebuild defense dice. Yeah, I overtuned, and then I K-turned and used <laughs> Q9 to take the focus and took two more focus. To uh, or oh, two more calculates. And then rude. had five. For offense and defense, it was cool. I spent all five too. It was neat. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. And that was, and then I got to use contraband K turn again. <laughs> and my dirge also con- 
triple stress from a contraband 5k focus into talon roll or focus into barrel roll but was already stressed to start that was nice. fun. good times uh, what if i self panic pilot to myself yeah it's pretty cool yeah. um but yeah like then q9 you bring the title and you bring overtune and contraband as you too and then you okay. have six points left over which is awkward because you have it is i brought dengar gunner yeah cannon gunner mod left yeah pretty there's, much like there's, there's a couple of options in there um I, I also I think Dengar Gunner is my favorite just for if people do focus Q9 it's extra punishing for them. Um, yeah, especially do, stuff like aces. Mm-hmm. You can do yeah. cute things like burnout thrusters if you're worried about high ship counts because um, you can just slam away. Uh, you can do things like HLC if you're worried about large base shifts just to get some extra punch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean HLC options. leaves a couple of points that you can throw a cheap gunner on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right yeah you so. I or pitiful, honestly wouldn't be terrible either. Yeah, so I was looking at things and I just suddenly realized that it's Gar Saxon is the gunner in the scum faction and Tiber Saxon, the one who's so good on Ubel, is only in the Imperial faction. And I really need to go back and pay more attention to Clone Wars because I've had uh, those two rebels. backwards in Rebels. Yeah. It's all the same. You so know, in the Gar in <laughs> the reason Gar is available in both is in the new last season of Clone Wars, he works for the Death Watch Mall ah. group of Mandos. But he is ah, the Imperial spoilers. Governor of Mandalore in oh. Rebels. His bro, spoiler Tiber, alert. is a straight up stormtrooper. Okay. That that makes it sense. But all of these are multiple years old. Spoiler. Also, no plot was ruined. He just told you <laughs> characters exist, and you already knew that because of cards. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a nerd. Dog. Now he knows has a faction in which they are represented in media. Named D'Angelo. <laughs> but uh, also, getting back to your scum list, Alex, uh, you historically have played Fenrau probably more than any other ship except maybe Bosk. Uh, I play Fen more than Bosk. The only one who probably is close is Miranda. (laughs) Due to this volume of time, I played Ego. Yeah, you've been uh, flying Terok instead. because that There's was one you at four points. It, yeah, the points, really. Yeah, it's because uh, Terok costs six points and not yeah. seven. Would there be a three-pointer that you think would be worth running with Fen Rao if uh, you really want that I-6 base puncher? Yeah, but um, it's Gamut or Lapin or Layton are the three best threes, and um, Gamut's the best of the best, which means I'm bringing another Hawk. Um, uh, which means Kanan chills with Q or with um, Q nine and Gamut chills with Fen, but then the list is a whole lot lower initiative. Yeah, well, well lower initiative and a lot less offensive output as well. Yes, I mean it, Plus, it, uh, it throws haymakers. Multiple hawks but... in a list. Yeah, yeah, that that's you me pretty much. Crazy. You have to be supremely confident that regardless of matchup, Fen is going to get at least two meaningful five die shots off. Meaning mm-hmm. he has the focus and fearless probably. Yes, that's true. That's that's a big ask. Like, yeah, and in a that. in a four ship list, uh, Terok's ability comes in incredibly handy as well. Because I, I, abilities are all wash. Really, it's by points. If there was a different I five thing, I would bring. Like, if if Cad Solus was the I five thing at six points, I'd bring him. Like, the ability is just that. I mean, it's not bad for sure. Don't get me wrong, but it isn't the reason I brought old Terok. Okay. Fair um, enough. I didn't mean to cut you off again there. I'm sorry. I get How do you think Cav would feel if you knew you was just talking straight smack? 
I'm just like, Cat was the first one I thought of who is not I-5 and has a bad and ability. To be clear, you got the option <laughs> Great right. you bring Terok. Because yeah. his ability is good, but that's the, the the point. Smittle was emphasizing is that it's because he's six points for an iPhone. I know. Yeah. I'll just. But also, Cat Souls knows what he did. <laughs> um, oh, he know. <laughs> oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I definitely do, the first time I tried it, I tried it with Fen and Leipin, but that was with Afra instead of Q9 um, as well. But. Um, I think the list is better with Tarok because Dirge is the value you get out of Dirge compared to a three pointer is worth more than the difference between Fen and Tarok, in my opinion. I would agree. Though the list is weak against I sixes, and that is a definitive weakness that we will have to pair around. Yeah. And Though I played against two sixes, and it wasn't that hard on Friday. Yeah, which raises the point. Uh... Didn't I say I'm like I used to boast about how I didn't care about moving first, and now I'm like yep. wearing sixes. <laughs> yeah, but, right. It it seemed for a while there that the idea of classic aces, your Vader soon tier style lists, were not a thing. But now it seems like everybody is competitively pushing for the high initiative above all else. Well, uh, so one, the sixes in the current meta are all very offensively driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defender Vader prints full attacks with like full hits and crits, crits being emphasized, uh, which Fangs hate. Um, yeah. Uh, Poe's of any sort are offensive focused ships. Uh, Anakin, Delta B Anakin is the best of both worlds, I guess. Like He's, <laughs> he's offensively focused because he has three dice that are uh, range one chat that's fully modified a lot. Yeah, he's, I would say Anakin is the offensively minded soon tier, I guess. Like he can arc dodge, but he's really good at hitting hard. Yeah. Um, Whereas before, like in, in the 2.0 world, Smittle didn't mind moving first because a lot of the sixes are things like Soontir, where you can scare them off and force them to go away and yeah. come back. Later. By pointing a lower initiative arc in that general area, you protect the back of your piece kind of thing. Okay. So arc dodgy aces are still minimized in the current meta, but the offensive I6s, especially uh, since so many of them come with such like heavy loadouts... I want to clarify that it's not the meta, it's 2.5 versus 2.0, I think. Okay. Uh, fighting is required in 2.5. You cannot... You, can't, you cannot for, point Fortress with an ace in 2.5. Yeah. Like, you cannot spend five turns getting the optimal engage, because they will just score ten points and objectives on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, offensive focus sixes are a requirement. And, yes, all of them do have a lot of loadout and or abilities and built-in upgrades that generate that offense. And a lot um, of them have built-in crits, which is really helpful when one of the four missions revolves around crits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that's, again, a secondary consideration. So you're saying the the benefit of being I-6 in 2.5 is less the I get to move last and maneuver out of arc to save myself, which is not it's... as... It's you still have, valuable, but that's not the primary focus. Yeah, you but have more, the information to set up the optimal engage. On exactly. The fly. I have the opt. You know, I can dial in a maneuver that will let me either arc dodge or get into range one with my now, or heavy not even offense. consider arc dodging. Just get into range. Right. Get to the point where I have the flexibility. No matter what they do, I can get a range one shot on them, kind of thing. Okay. Not even worried about arc dodging. Just. Yeah. You do the maneuver that gives you, no matter what they do, you can do what you need to go to get a range one shot. Okay. Which is the other thing about the current level of I6s is all of them can take a shot. Like, like even the and... fangs are bringing 
shield upgrade these days. Yeah. By the fact, no. I mean me. I'm bringing shield. Yeah, upgrade. like even Bo and Delta V Anakin, they they don't love getting shot, but they can take like especially a single shot around is not a big deal to them. Um, yeah, so it's not like you're, you're risking your six point ship. Like I've got a PS kill this guy, or we're doomed. Yeah, uh, um, but there's the option there. So does this make some I sixes that we're seeing previously as less valuable? more playable. Uh, my first thought is standard X-Wing Wedge, who was always seen as not an ace and you know one of the weaker I-6s uh, in the current the, metas. The problem with standard X-Wing Wedge is he's just below the power curve right now, I think. He's the third best wedge. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, he might even still be second, but like Rebel, we'll get into this more when we, when we dive into the Rebel faction, but like, just look at Wedge and then look at Boy Vader and, like, why are you playing Wedge? Like, <laughs> Boy Vader just easily gets fully modified shots turn after turn. He has the same amount of health now. He has an extra agility. Uh, his ability is, at minimum, equal to Wedge's, but I, I would argue better. Um, like, I, I think Wedge is just a little bit below the power curve right now. I don't know if that means that he needs a little bit more loadout or... It probably means that rebels need more playable stuff to go along with him. Would be my guess, because yeah, and we'll go over that more when we talk about the rebels. Yeah. But that, uh, you know, and kind of a follow up. Are there things that you know? I know we don't have enough data yet, but that you'd like to see, maybe you know, that you'd be proud to see pop out and be a tournament powerhouse. Like now, Alex, how chuffed would you be if suddenly Bosk became really, really good again? I mean, I I don't think I mean it'd be it'd be cool. I'd be more excited about Fen to be honest. Um, Bosk, I like Bosk, but Fen is Fen is where my heart is. Bosk is just cool. Um, but I do think actually YVs are pretty playable right now. Um, they're decent in objective world. Um, so I should say I think one third third thing going back real quick to the I sixes is that uh, all of the current good I sixes are also good at closing out games, which is something Wedge is not good at. Um, so, like, Boy Vader, Defender Vader, Poe, Anakin, all of these are very offensively driven I-6s, but once a few ships start clearing the board, they are still legitimate aces. All of them. So, um, we're, they can win a 1v2 pretty easily. Yeah. Whereas, Double against lower initiative stuff. Yeah, whereas Wedge struggles, too. Wedge um, is still an X-Wing. Yeah, he's always so going to be single getting to that, I think the thing with, like, Bosk is Bosk is not bad in the current meta, but Bosk rapidly diminish his rapidly diminishing returns the more turns into a game he gets indeed because he pretty much gets one good pass with one two is reasonable maybe three good shots and then you have a yv that's pointed the wrong way if that makes yeah, sense that's yeah that was my experience with afra is um she's i think afra's really really good but i don't like yeah especially with the high initiative meta that seems to be happening right now you need um, to get a very very big lead on the third turn of combat with Afra, otherwise you're in trouble. Yep. Which happens about half the time, unless it's not quite enough to be competitively reliable. Mm-hmm. Which For is me. interesting because, and I'm thinking back, and I'm thinking back a long ways to uh, 1.0 actually. What was the elite talent that lets you just do a 180 after you executed a wider agreement? It was small right. base only, though. Okay, I was going to say, wasn't that work on Bosk? But I'm trying to figure out, like, I know there's a reason it wasn't played on Bosk, so it was small ship only. Okay, you know, 
Uh, and yeah, one point I had the inertial damners that you could use at reveal of dial, so that was yeah, for one point boss. That that single card won me more games than any other card. Uh, yeah, second stop for Mosk when no one's away, when no one's expecting it. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Well, contraband can kind of do that now. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Um, yeah. But kinda, I'm talking at that. I was talking about at the time. Yeah, so there's you know a lot of options there. Uh, what else have we not seen a lot of? I mean, headhunters obviously because they're headhunters. Uh, yeah, I mean, filler ships are bad. And that's just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. And C95s are the stepchild of X-wing. Uh, yeah, they, they there is not a single faction in which the Z95 exists where it feels like it should be there, other than maybe Rebels. Like it is the Rebel filler, I guess. Um, but like A-wings are well, we'll, even okay. yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that when we get to Republic. But I think the uh, the Clone Z has some uh, no. Definite... The, the, okay, uh, I'm going to argue about this right now. The Clone Z is the worst <laughs> designed ship FFG ever made. Okay. It is so boring, and it is in a faction that already has two other two die ships that fill the filler role. Like, why does it exist? It has no reason to. They could have done like I like the Clone Z95s, uh, or like it, as a concept, the ship, uh, but. Yeah. Why did they just make it another two 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 two? Why not actually make it something different? Okay, we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll put a pin <laughs> in that one for our republic discussion because uh, I want I want to hear where you go with this. But uh, but he just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just uh, did. Yeah, it was the end of the rant. He said the end of yeah, rant. Like, <laughs> like, like, unless somebody has a, a reason why the Z ninety five exists as it should, like I don't. No, that's that's perfectly fine. It. Yeah, uh, but we're back to the uh, you know scum having none of the two point mascots, which originally was Ahav and who else? Ahav. It was was it just Ahav? Yes. Oh, Nadru was also. N- yeah, Nadru. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just Ahav. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but without that, uh, I know you mentioned Lapan as a possible uh, three point ship in there. Uh, yeah, he combos with that well, which is why I, I tried Right, that. because, yeah, ca- ca- capitalizing on stress. A lot. What? Mm-hmm. Stress just happens in 2.5 a lot. Red, like, bumping into red focuses and yeah, K-trends because you have to stay in the fight. Like His ability triggers a lot. It was definitely solid. It pissed Doug off. In the first game we played against each other, he boosted focus, and I was like, ha, was, you can't I was use playing that. Grievous, yeah. And, I was and he's like, like oh. can I just boost? I'm like, fine. <laughs> it was funny. Ooh. It was like, it was fun though. It was entertaining. Adding a result is a modification. Yes. yes. So technically, if you're stressed, Lapan turns off things like Concordia face off. Well, Concordia changes the result, but that is also a mod. So yes. right. Yeah. So, huh. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like CLT. CLT gets denied though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. That's interesting. But like advanced targeting computer doesn't. No, because that's uh, well changing a result. That's not changing a result. It's, it's you roll an extra die. Is how it works. Well, no, like I was, I was thinking they the yeah, change yeah. a hit to a crit part. The crit, yeah, the hit add, crit. yeah, adding a die is not a modification. But okay, so hmm, okay, as three pointers go, he's a bit more than I gave him credit for there. Okay, and he yeah, can fit an ion cannon, which is spicy. Cannon cannon so yeah, like he's. I would yeah, put him on par with like Leighton and. I would too. Yeah, like below gamut, but sec- the second yeah. tier of three pointers. They are okay. fine. They're not a waste of points. They just aren't very impactful. Which yep. I'm fine if every three pointer in the game was that, but there are some very impactful three pointers. Yeah, then that's where contrail. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, you know kind of yeah. also uh, what? that's probably not a good example. 
But yeah. no, Contrail is a good example. Okay. Yes, suck at Rebels. <laughs> we did it. Republic, but yeah. <laughs> now, but Rebels can still suck it. That's well, that's fair. Just in general, <laughs> but I have Keo. Keo is actually a really good three point ship. That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, yeah. Uh, are there any really? Yes. Yeah, so Gamut Key. Yeah, I was gonna say Gamut Key is a, uh, another good one. There. The Gamut is very good, but because yeah. we're in a because Scum is pretty much at the needs to bring Kanan point. Yeah, like, you're bringing double hawk list. Just don't do damage. So like, yeah, he's and good, like, but he's you're paying the Kanan tax. But if you're me, not bringing Kanan, you should definitely have been bringing Gambit instead. Yeah, for me personally, like, if if I'm gonna, if I'm going to be flying a list, I want at least three ships that can punch. And if I'm going to have a support ship that can't hit, those three ships have got to be good. If I'm thinking bringing... about Gambit, that is a little underrated in my experience, having played him previously, is his own offense. Because once the craziness of combat happens and he's all by himself, he just keeps his own focus and target locks. And then he has a fully modified turret shot. Also, he doesn't um, eat nearly as much aggro as like Kanan does. He does he not know. see Gambit and go, I have to get this off the board. Uh, so he actually gets to use his tokens offensively. Yeah, I enjoyed Gammon. He was he's he's very fun, but yeah, I don't generally want to bring two hawks on a list if I can avoid it. Yeah. And I also um, think this is kind of the epitome with the problem with scum right now is the two must include include filler ships are hawks, and like the scum identity doesn't revolve around bringing a hawk in every list. I don't think it ever has, or that's what scum players want, <laughs> except for one. Eat for yourself. For one. <laughs> yeah. But even then, Matt prefers rebel hawks. Yeah, I know that's true because <laughs> he has no soul. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I flew uh, Scumhawks because they're. Cheaper. I'm not saying you won't fly them, but like you definitely oh, yeah. prefer the Rebel named Hawks whenever oh, you run them. One hundred percent, absolutely. Because well, you should uh, fly they, instead. I, well, and I do. If if I'm flying the Scum list, it's uh, I I've been enjoying the uh, Kanan Boba Kashka uh, variation, which I would suggest trying the Mandalorian. Um, he's not as good as Q9, but. He's tanky. I guess he's not as good as Koshki either, but he's I five. Yeah, okay. the 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 crates did a lot of experimenting with Boba Kosh or Boba Kanan plus one, mm-hmm. and the general consensus was that it's a lot easier to ignore the Mandalorian than it is Koshka because fire are just so more so much more maneuverable. Uh, you can also bring Fenrir instead if you're a fool. Yeah, I or I have been known to be foolish. Or is the Bosco? That is true. Or Dengar uh, seven. Dengar 7. Dengar you could 7. bring Boba Dengar. Yeah. Also, probably Dengar's... easier to ignore than Koshka. Yeah, Dengar's got the boss problem. Like, if you don't win by turn 3 of combat, you're probably in trouble. Then At least you have a Boba. Master turned around. Yeah, you have a Boba there. Yeah, and I know I've been, just for some reason, uh, going back to what we've talked about a lot on this podcast of Nerf Aversion, with the Scum Slave 1 title being banned... In my head, I've been like, well, there goes Boba. But forgetting that, Boba's even still really good, especially in objective play with his ability, when you're going to have a lot of ships bunched up uh, more often than also, not. Uh, the the new Slave 1 title is got hella buffed by 2.5. Yeah. Oh, that generation's is... really useful. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like we're finally Plus... in a world where taking marksmanship for one point is not something I need to yell at Newt about. Like, still will, still will, but, still yeah. will, but yeah. That's because he's but bringing like, it while he has like three points available. I'm like, crack shots right there, Newt. Like, <laughs> Marauder is free now too. Like, Mar- yeah, they're all free, yeah. And Marauder's yeah, probably like, still better, but um, no, I, 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 but yeah, I think is Bo is Han Gunner Boba still a thing with Marauder? Um, usually, you yes. just bring a Force crew instead. Yeah, and then you do better, you feel better to shoot twice. 
Ooh. <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> um, force is boring, though. Ban Force. That's my motto. Except for Cannon, he can stay. <laughs> All right. Uh, He's my favorite character. Always was. Always was. Sure. There's some interesting four pointers in Scum, though. If you're doing Torps, like uh, um, the Y Wing, whose name I forget, and Sarasu. Yeah, that was where I was going to get it. Uh, the Y Wings. I know that uh, you've yeah. got like. Uh, Arlu's Adrassian, Lima Kai at I five. Lima Kai is the one I was thinking. Yeah, Lima mm-hmm. has twelve point or fourteen points, so she can bring a torp mm-hmm. in his I five. Sarasu is I five and has twelve points, can bring a torp. Um, you can um, go the I five triple torp route pretty easily. I was uh, uh, Tyler likes to fly swarm tactics, and so sometimes he'll fly swarm tactics Lima, and then also have a lower initiative or whatever. But then that just bumps up to five. Yeah, it's. I, I think the problem is with all of that is that road becomes so essential for picking up the target lock. Um, like if you don't get second player to guarantee you get your target lock, you're in really big trouble because then you have two die shots. Um, and you're you're weak to sixes even more so than something like the scumless I was playing. Yeah. Um. And so uh-huh. again, we can get into this more with rebels, but rebels identity right now is pretty much alpha strike lists. And you run into the same problem where if you lose the road rule, you just don't get your alpha strike off. But then at least with rebels, you're getting three die guns from like X wings, and this is even worse because you're stuck with Y wings that are firing single like focused two die shots, and you probably just lose if you lose that road rule on the opening gauge. That's that was my big experience at XTC with the Boba Lima Sarasu Gamut Gamut. Yeah, was that if if the opening gauge the road roll didn't go my way against other fives, they were just useless. And that was with a Boba Fett. And that was with a Boba Fett. And that's not to say they're bad; they're just a lower tier. Yeah, or bad, but like they might be, they um, might be something you could potentially cut within a tournament. Um, they're just like, not going to be as reliable. Yeah, and which is the name of the game to, in competitive play is reliable. Yeah. And a lot of this comes down to uh, the new standardized loadouts are they pushed initiative very hard in them. Like the the you have Mauler and Backstabber that are both I five Tie fighters that along with Boy Vader you have five five six as a core that still has nine points to play within in Empire or seven points to play within Empire. Um, but so you you already have a very high initiative jousting list. So anytime you have a lower initiative jousting list, it has to do something specific to compensate for the fact it's probably going to lose a ship before it shoots. Um, Kane and his house kind of gets around that in general. Yeah. Um, and then Republic has the new kickback. Socks. The, the socks. And kickback in particular is, I mean, he's I-5, so against lower initiative stuff, he can target lock and has diamond boron missiles. Uh, but he can also just be the evade junkie for Jedi because he can just pass them evades whenever they need them, which mm-hmm. it turns out is really good for keeping Jedi alive. Yeah. Um, but okay. but in general, uh, the Republicans are the same. Like they they feature a lot of they feature six and a bunch of fives. So again, even with their lower damage output, uh, because they're so hard to kill, you inevitably will get stuff initiative killed. Yeah. Which you know you mentioned the uh, the the I five torps. And I was just monkeying around a little. So you could run the Lima, Sarasu, Old Terok with Protorps, and then you have six points left over for Q9. Uh, is that... I mean, that's... It, it seems weird not saying, but Kanan, uh, 
But yeah, that's four I five ships. I and mean, you could I take mean, either one of the two four pointers and make them cannon. Hey, I would start with that. And have um, three fives still. I would get rid of Lima, keep Sarasu, and make Lima cannon. Have three fives, two with Torps. Which is basically just your list, but with Sarasu oh, instead of Dirge. Okay. So, but again, if Sarasu misses Road, she's just a two die shot. Yeah. And really, Dirge was there. He bullied the lower initiative stuff, and I had he had lower initiative stuff to bully in our game. Or in my game against Greg, I got lucky. And Greg was first player on the engage, so I got the proton cannon and a oh, Terok okay. range one on Dooku. Yeah, I was about to ask, are you running proton cannons on it? Because yeah, proton yeah, cannons it's... with dead to rights just seems so gross. Yeah, I one shot yeah, a V wing that way. If you're looking at at, at Protorpless in Scum, you should probably start with Proton Cannon Dirge. I know it's not the same as a Protorp, but it turns out it's four close. dice that are not allowed to spend green tokens is better. Isn't like, HLC a uh, four point? Yeah, Proton well? has a passive mod though. Okay, Change so that's the only thing really going for it. Uh, it also you... gives you six points to play with with Dirge, um, whereas I mean, I mean, it's the same with HLC. But generally, uh, yeah. if you're only filling one cannon slot, if you're Bring HLC, you bring Iron Cannon for the other six points, so that you're always at least three dice. Um, but like Spindle, you ran Engine, or you had I ran Contraband, those. which was money with that 5k, man. Mm-hmm. And oh, his yeah. lots of everything linking into reds. Like, Contraband is money. And then I ran Fearless as the last point, so his range ones were fully, pseudo-fully modified, and that was also pretty solid, because nobody wants to eat even... It's an I-5 three-die fully modified shot. You still don't want to eat that. Especially if it's coming after a Q9 and a Terok shot, like well, and if you're range one, there's a good chance you have bullseye. So you still have dead. Yep. So you still have dead rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty he's a he's the best four pointer scum has ever had, not named Cannon, and is I think the second best four pointer for scum by a mile. He's the best offensive piece Cannon or scum's ever had of four points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, Manaru in the previous pass. Yeah, okay. And yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay. Oh my let's, God. There let's, was a four let's point kill the past. At one point. Let's kill the past. <laughs> He's currently the second best four pointers coming yeah. out. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, I would say, hell, I've come out of this thinking better of Scum because I admit I was one of the ones that thought, oh, they don't have a lot going for him. But now there's a lot of uh, options there to explore. I think well, yeah, like this Q9 build is from a previous meta that it just works still. Um, it was a big Q9 build was big in the previous two metas ago, I think, right, Doug? Yeah. Uh, the first 2.5 meta, whatever it was. Yeah, the one where I was flying Mandalorian. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear, I still rate Scum as a bottom two faction. Right, but it's not a complete write-off. You can probably, yeah. you can win some, you, some, you can... The, a good player with practice and reps and knows what they're doing can win tournaments with it, as Cam Murray did. In Cam Murray, right? That was his name. Yeah. 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 Good podcaster. I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and hopefully I do the same for us in this tournament we're playing together. I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this Friday was a was a good was a good practice run. Indeed it Thanks, was. Greg. Yeah. It's always fun playing with you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great game. It was a great game. Man, we were worth at one point until I killed Maul on the last turn. Or half to Maul on the last turn. Yeah, it was We were, half, we yeah. were one, one point apart the whole way. It was a great game. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. So with that, uh, do we have anybody we'd like to shout out this week? Yes. Uh, my father, Bob Howe, who is at Galaxy's Edge, and I'm extremely jealous. 
Ah, he's been he's been posting pictures, and I too am jealous. Yeah, his wife posted a picture of him at like two a.m. last night of him sleeping, holding the lightsaber they got. Still <laughs> on. Oh man, classic. Yeah, this is Doug's. This is Doug's father for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah my father Bafo. Yeah, no, maybe they're new to the podcast. Maybe they just yeah, think you're saying that. Like, he's your daddy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I'm stalling. Um, I'll shout out our, Doug and I will also like shout out our friends from college who run a podcast called the Dungeon Radio Hour. It's a fifth edition D&D podcast. Um, they're hilarious. And they're less yeah. they're less rules oriented and more comedy they, oriented. They advertise themselves as a comedy D&D group. Mm-hmm. They're all actors that we went to school with. They're hysterical. They are. They're very funny. Would recommend. Yes, indeed. Um, is it is it safe for work, Doug? No. <laughs> wear headphones. No. Yeah, wear headphones if you're at work. Uh, but, uh, and and be willing to laugh out loud. Like it's it's very funny. It's all right. Uh, I'm gonna throw a shout out to uh, Game Cafe in Independence, Missouri, for hosting our uh, tournament Friday night, and also for being a general great place to play. Uh, been a lot of fun. They've recently redone the carpets there, so it still feels like walking on the moon slightly. Uh, it's luxurious but... AF. Indeed. Uh, good place, great times. Uh, what about you, Greg? Anything uh, deserving of a shout-out this week? Greg himself. <laughs> it was hey. good to see you, Greg. No, yeah, just seeing everybody, to be honest. I saw Blake for the first time in forever. I saw Ryan for the second time in forever. Yeah, everybody that's uh, Bill. I got to see Bill, Phil, Phil. Yeah, Phil coming back to play is great. We got a lot of good uh, local players. Man, my that... game against Phil was awesome. We had a Phil. Oh, yeah. I played a great game. Indeed, this was my game against Justin. I had three really, really fun games. It really rekindled some of what was missing for X Wing for me. That's we got that's to the see kind of Ritz. I didn't get to talk to Ritz. It was yeah. a hectic night, man. Like it was wild, especially the first two rounds when the other nerds were up there playing their other weird uh, games, Marvel, whatever <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Oh man. But yeah, like it was. It was loud and hot, and it felt like it felt like the the heyday of of X Wing. We oh, had yeah. so many people. The software that we had to use didn't accept that we were only playing three rounds because we had two undefeateds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a little awesome. 16. We didn't. I, I think we would be lucky to have eight. Yeah. Man. 16 oh, yeah. was wild. It was heartening. Very heartening. Yes. Very times. Well, uh, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we will <laughs> see you soon with another faction wrap up. Soon. Also, mm-hmm. Happy New Year's. Oh, happy yeah. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. Cut, cut that. Cut that, please. Cut that. Happy New Year. Nude. 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 Oh, we're not chanting that. We're getting demonetized. So, uh, Jokes on them. We don't make money. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash TashiStationXWing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at TashiStationRadio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.